Hey champions, this is your weekly podcast about Genesis Battle of Champions. And in this cast, we talk about everything related to game design, development, testing, and more for Genesis. I'm Asid, your host and the creator of the game. Now let's jump into this week's episode. Hey champions, in this cast, I wanted to talk about rarities. Uh, why do we have rarities at all? What determines a card's rarity? the distribution of rarities, and ideas we might have for future uh, sets. So let's jump in and talk about why we even have rarities. Now you may think that it's just this money grab scheme that we're just trying to get you to buy more boost packs and spend all your money on our game. And is that true? Well, there's a slight part of it that is true. I mean, as a company, we do need to think about how we're going to get money in. But at the end of the day, we're trying to make a game that's enjoyable to you. And one of the big things that players find very enjoyable is opening up booster packs. It's such a great feeling opening up a booster pack and finding a card that you really love, that you've been chasing after for so long. I mean, I when Alpha was out, I didn't have an abundance of cards. So when I opened up my first booster pack and I got uh, Giant Scorpions or I got Chrono Walkers, I was so excited. and. Knowing that feeling, like I come from a history of playing Magic and playing Overpower and Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon and all these other games, and every time you open up a pack and you get that card you've been looking for for weeks and months, it is so exciting. And that's one of the things I love about collectible card games, or just collectible things in general, is having that purpose, having that drive to go look for something, and the moment you find it, that elation, that excitement, and then being like, now I wanna play the game, now I wanna take this thing and put it to use. So, at the core of it all, rarities are there to create excitement, to create fun, to create a chase factor, to give you something to do with the game more than just playing it. It's and I know in the modern age of being able to buy everything, uh, buying singles, buying it off of eBay, all that kind of stuff, uh, chasing down rares isn't as hard as it used to be back in the day. When I was little and all these games were brand new, uh, going through the single spins was even challenging then. A lot of the times when you had to go look for a card, you had to just go look for a card and you had to buy booster packs to go do it. So I, I really love the concept of rares. It gives the game some longevity uh if you didn't have rarities if you everything was just easily accessible then i think a lot of the fun of the game would just die out really really early on um so that's one of the reasons we have rarities that's one of the things that makes me love collectible card games and why we're going to keep them moving forward now a little side note i don't know if a lot of people knew this but when magic the gathering first released they didn't have rares they just had commons and uncommons and it wasn't until later that they released rares, even later that they released mythics. Uh, and I remember when they launched mythics, I was playing magic at that time, and it was it was kind of crazy, and there was this whole other spectrum. But we'll get into that in a little bit. So what determines a card's rarity? Um, so a lot of people will look at this on first glance and th- say, well, obviously the strongest cards need to be the rare cards. And that was my first thought when I came into this too, but that's not necessarily the case. Uh, one thing we're trying to explore with Genesis is having rare cards represent one of two things. Either it's rare in the world of Genesis, in the universe of Genesis. So like seeing a wild Baruch walking across the fields, 
that's really a rare moment for you. And for that reason, we want it to be a rare moment for you to open up one of those in a booster pack. So that's what determines rarity more than anything else. And this is one of the key reasons that we moved Library Sahas from uncommon in alpha up to a rare in beta. Is because the libraries of Sahas, though it's this um, building that everyone knows where it is, but the discovery of it, the the books that it contains, what it represents, is a very rare thing uh, to have all those ancient demon texts available in one location. This is a gem. This is something we need to keep sacred and whole. So that's why that card moved to a rare. And why other cards have dropped down in rarity, like Blink Shards, for example, used to be a rare. It was because when we launched Alpha, we determined this card was really strong and we thought, hey, let's make this into a rare. But that's not the case. The ability to do blink shards isn't insanely hard for someone who practices something like teleportation. Being able to teleport oneself and then teleport someone else, that's not too separate of a task. So that's why that card dropped down to uncommon. And Giant Scorpion, another example of a card we wanted to move from uncommon up to rare, just because the odds of finding a giant scorpion when walking through the desert is relatively slim. And that's why we dropped that card's uh, rarity down. Um, so that's what we're doing to determine rarity. The other thing we're using to determine rarity is the complexity of a card. How hard is it for a novice to understand this card? And the reason why we do this is because when a new player gets into the game and they get their starter kit and it's all commons and uncommons, they should be able to grasp all the cards relatively easily. And I think that's really important because then the barrier to entry isn't super high. It's easy to get into the game and then as you start picking up some rares and you start understanding how they work you're like oh now i get it i had to play a little bit of the game first and that's why we don't want to make super complex cards at the lower cheap uh, lower rarities an ex exception to this i feel is an exception but i'm always impressed when people pick it up how, uh, really quickly is a card like chain lightning i used to think that that was a super complex card but the more I'm teaching people how to play the game, the more I'm realizing it isn't super complex. People kind of pick up on it uh, pretty quickly. Um, things like um, decoy, though, it are more complex ideas. And that's why you won't really see decoy appear on commons. They're normally on uncommons and rares. So that's kind of what determines rarity, the breakdown of it. But what is the distribution of rarities in a set? In Alpha and Beta, you'll realize that there are less rares and there are uncommons, and there's less uncommons than there are commons. And at the end of the day, that's not really the way it works. The number of each rarity slot should be relatively equal, but the amount you get in a pack should be high. So if there are just, say, 15 rares, 15 uncommons, and 15 commons in a set, I mean, there won't be. Welcome to JLR has more cards than that. But imagine there were 15, 15, and 15. Then when you open up a booster pack and you get one rare, then it's a 1 in 15 chance that you got the rare you wanted. You get three uncommons. Well, now it's 3 in 15 chance that you get the uncommon you're looking for. And if there's, to say, 10 commons, then there's a 10 in 15 chance that you got the common you're looking for. And that really needs to be the distribution. The percentage... Uh, of opening up the pack and getting the card you're looking for that is w really what the rarities represent at the end of the day so 
in Welcome to JLR, you'll see that the rarity distribution is much more even. Uh, yes, there are still more commons than uncommons than rares, but the jump between them are, isn't as high as it used to be. And now, what are our plans for the future? Yes, I have this idea of releasing an epic rarity. Don't, I mean, we don't know what we're going to do with it 100% yet. But one of the ideas I want to explore, and you can let me know what you think of this. Leave a comment, message me, whatever you want to do, but let me know what you think about this. But I like the idea of making epics an alternate art of the rares, or even alternate art of commons and uncommons. And the idea behind this is, it isn't about the epics being these omni-powerful cards uh, that are really, really hard to get. No, they're regular cards, but it's just this really, really cool art for them and the reason why this is really special i mean i've been playing a lot of pokemon go recently and i see this with shinies all the time uh and those who don't know pokemon i mean you can ignore this next a little bit but even something like a shiny caterpie caterpie i don't care about at all but getting a shiny one seems really cool and i don't know why i but i want it i want it really bad if you have one i'll trade it off of you but i want a shiny caterpie and it would be the same thing with these epics you can make the budget version of any deck by grabbing the regular commons, the regular uncommon, and the regular rare version of this exact same card. Or you can try shooting for the stars and getting the epic version, and then that's just that extra little flair you put on the card. Um, so when you just say, hypothetically, we had Angel Retribution. The regular art is the wonderful art that Leslie did, and it's amazing. Uh, but then we had an epic version, which is some male angel character that's glaring down at you with all this omni-powerful strength. And then someone drops that um, epic version of it, and you're just like, oh, I can't believe you have that. That's super cool. Uh, that's what I'm kind of looking at for epic. But that's a hypothetical thing. I don't know if I quite want to do that. Um, so... Leave your thoughts. If you like that idea, let me know. Maybe we can try chasing it down in future sets. But I think that's everything for this um, podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, as always, reach out to me. My name is Asid, and I hope you enjoyed that. Bye. That's everything for this week's cast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any topic ideas for future casts, make sure you let us know by emailing us at contactus at hauntedcastlegaming.com. Bye for now.